The world works a lot differently today than it did a few months ago. Due to global disruption, organizations have had to completely transform their operating models to sustain business, and chances are they won't look like they did before ever again. However, this new world of work also presents new opportunities. On today's episode of the Workday Podcast, I'm chatting with Joel McCharles, Vice President of Learning and Innovation at Bill Gosling Outsourcing, about how his company was able to uncover new business opportunities amidst the adversity. I'm your host, Gadir Redler. Welcome back to the Workday Podcast, Joel. Before we get started, can you tell me a little bit about your background and current role at Bill Gosling Outsourcing? Yeah. Bill Gosling Outsourcing is a medium-large size contact center. We do customer care, sales, collections work, uh, mostly business to consumer, but sometimes business to business as well. I am the Vice President of Learning and Innovation, accountable for our learners, 2,000 people across four continents. We use Workday Learning and Workday as the backbone of, of our learning experience. Awesome. That's great to hear. So with recent disruption, businesses have been forced to pivot how they work. How has your organization evolved its business models? It's been a, a really interesting time. And to understand the shift and the magnitude of the shift, if we step back in time less than two months ago, the majority of our agents, either because of legislation, state or, or provincial or federal laws or client requirements and insurance requirements, were not allowed to do the type of work that they did from home. And you know, fast forward 45 days later across four continents, we have agents working from home in all of our sites and over 1,200 agents are now working remotely. And the kind of first pivot was just to maintain the business that we were doing. And then the second pivot that happened was kind of an acceleration of projects. Many things that we had planned as annual goals suddenly had to be done much quicker in order to be able to continue the path of what we wanted to provide for our customers, for our clients, for our team members. And then the third pivot has already started to happen within that 60 days where the solutions that we created to mobilize are now becoming productized in terms of solutions that we are now selling and providing to clients. Awesome. So let's paint a little bit of a bigger picture here. How has this disruption also kind of evolved the industry itself? It's been a very challenging time for contact centers. You know, if anybody has social media, I bet every one of us have seen a post about somebody or maybe experienced they're frustrated because they called a contact center and they had a long wait time or they couldn't get a hold of somebody. And we have to remember that those people that we're calling are human beings that are experiencing the exact same crisis that we're in the middle of. So, and I, and I think that's often forgotten as consumers. Even with me, I called the contact center last night. I spent 30 minutes on hold before I was hung up on and told they were closed for the night. I was furious, uh, you know, because I'm a human being, not because I'm a monster. But at the same time, it's important to remember that many of these agents all across the world are working in places that they never have before. They're working out of their houses. They're working out of their apartments. And a whole infrastructure that had to protect people's identity and had to protect people's insurance and had to work to change state and local legislation to allow this to happen, all had to happen in an incredibly complex and short amount of time. So many of our clients in the industries that we work in, you know, I wouldn't say that they've reinvented themselves overnight, but they have augmented the stuff that we did when we were at our best to continue those journeys to provide more solutions for our clients on an ongoing basis. 
Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, I'm sure this time has also provided some new opportunities. What new business opportunities have you found because of it? You know, from my side on the learning and development side, um, we we're we're a really interesting learning and innovation team. We're a small team. And our focus is really working with the organization and all of our customers to support the learning of teams, but it's also to provide product, i.e. we also outsource our training. We sell our training to our clients. And as we've gone through this and we've invented new ways to train remotely and, and not net new in the world, but you know, certainly elevating us at our best in a remote environment, whether that's bringing in new hires, whether that's upskilling and building skills or leadership and development, these programs that we've been building for our clients are now being productized and actually being purchased by clients. So just got off a phone conversation about providing virtual training, leadership training to virtual trainers at another organization of the content that we're building and supporting that through through Workday, through learning and bringing other people into it so that we can actually use Workday to be the start of a profit center of selling training as a solution for other industries uh, that we do. That's great. With being able to offer these new business solutions, what value are you now providing to your customers that you weren't able to do before? You know, it's an interesting question because I don't think it fundamentally changed the value that we could offer to them, but it changed the perception, the understanding, and the need within our customer base. I'll give you one example. We're we're in conversations right now with a longtime partner of the organization who's now working at a new organization himself. And, you know, the original conversation was, hey, could you you help us onboard? Could you help take our calls and help us build some short-term training while we build a longer-term piece? And we're starting to enter conversations about maybe there isn't a short-term step. You know, maybe there's an ongoing partnership here, not just to build the, that that Band-Aid to launch virtual agents at home, but how can we work together on an ongoing basis to provide training at their site, even within our competition? They use other contact centers as well. Could we provide the onboarding training that would work to provide all of their training needs so it's consistent and it's exciting and motivational and interactive and offering learning as a product? That's interesting. It's almost like your competition are now becoming your customers as well. And in some cases, our competition are paying our ultimate customer for that content. And they're offsetting their own costs because they don't need a trainer. They don't need a training room. So we're trying to create an environment that, that really allows everybody to take a win out of this. And it's been a fascinating experience to see a quicker acceptance of how learning can be done differently than the model that's evolved from 1880 and really hasn't changed a whole lot, that in many organizations, we're still training constantly by reading PowerPoint slides or PDFs. And there's lots of great trainers out there, but there's a lot of constraints that sometimes we face even within our own organizations about facing new ways to do that. And I think that crisis certainly has brought with our client base and internally as well, has brought a great accelerator to the types of things that people are willing to take a look at compared to even two months ago. Yeah, that's awesome. A lot of companies are now getting out of the reactive mode and in, in response to the recent pandemic and disruption that occurred. And now they're looking to move into more of a proactive mode. So looking forward, what advice do you have for other businesses that are looking to optimize and capitalize on new opportunities due to this shift? I don't know that I have unique insight into that other than communicate a lot and have fun while you're doing it. I think that with heavy times, and especially if you're not 
as comfortable with the technology as others, it can seem really intimidating. And I think that with communication, you can lower that barrier of, or, or that lower that knowledge gap, if that's what it is. We have team members right now who are making key organizational decisions and changing the, the, the future of the organization based on their technical knowledge that maybe didn't have a voice two months ago to our own shame. And I think involving people who understand the systems that you're using, whether that's Workday or other systems, I think is, is a big deal right now is, is get as many voices and as diverse voices as we can at the table, because I think most of us have the solutions already at our fingertips. We just might not be able to see them all. Good advice. Well, Joel, thank you again for joining me today. It's been great having you on the Workday podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to hear more Workday podcasts, please make sure to subscribe.